This is the Game of Life. Welcome to the Game of Life. I'm your host, Gail Nelson, president and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami. And I am pleased to be in the studio today with law enforcement, with our friends from the Miami-Dade Police Department, Lieutenant Patrick H. Calvo, Lieutenant Yolanda Jacent, and Captain Gene Volsey. Welcome to the Game of Life, everyone. Thank Good you afternoon. Thank you. And I just want to say, as we enter the month of May, and May is Law Enforcement Appreciation Month, I want to thank each and every one of you for your service every day. We think about months where there are recognition. I tell people all the time, people tell me, you know, Black History Month is February. Well, I, I, I choose to differ. It's every day. Everybody with their heritage, everyone with their uh, whatever it is they associate or identify with, uh, that's you. And I just want to say that law enforcement appreciation, uh, in spite of the challenges, in spite of uh, everything that's going on, uh, my family, I have my, my late uncle and my first mentor was my uncle, the late Deputy Sheriff Gary Claypool. His flag sits in my office. And so to be in the room with all of you, Captain and Lieutenants, uh, it, it's a pleasure. It's an honor for me. And I, I honor you for your service every uh, single day. And I'm just thrilled uh, that we at Big Brothers Big Sister Miami are able to partner with my, the Miami-Dade Police Department, uh, the first law enforcement uh, entity and department that started the School to Work program with us. Uh, Bigs and Blue, for the benefit of our audience, began with the Miami-Dade School Police Department, uh, full disclosure, uh, but uh, the school to work, exposing young people, high school students, to the workplace began with the Miami-Dade Police Department. For that, a special shout-out to now Chief, former Director uh, J.D. Patterson, who helped us, who said within seconds, Gail, let's go ahead and do this. Uh, and so it's, it's an honor to continue this partnership with Miami-Dade PD. Let's just start with you, Captain, in terms of how long have you been uh, in law enforcement? Uh, I've been in law enforcement. This is my 14th year. 14th year. Yes. What about you, Lieutenant? I've been on 24 years. 24 years. Still got that baby face, too. It's all right. <laughs> Thank you. It's all right. Uh, Lieutenant Calvo, how long have you been in law enforcement? 18 years. 24, 18, 42 years, plus 14. So we're talking decades of service to the community. Again, uh, I honor you all, and I thank you for what you are doing. You. Uh, Captain, when we met previously, yes. you talked about uh, you could have taken a totally different path. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, there was when I was, uh, that was a while ago, when I was in middle school. Um, of course, as young kids, you know, you at times you tend to hang out with the wrong crowd. So that's what I was doing, hanging out with the wrong crowd, uh, skipping school. Uh, but then one day, my English teacher, uh, Mr. Smith, uh, he called a couple of us skipping, and then he brought me because I was in his class, and he didn't ha have a class that period, so he brought me into his class, and then he he went into me. So he, he, he had a nice, long talk with me. And it's weird because at the time, I didn't even know that I would have listened to him or that he was someone that I would have uh, looked up to or asked for advice. But then just his words, like it changed um, my behavior. And then from that point, the kids that I was hanging out with, I completely stopped hanging out with them. I kind of stopped talking to them, and I, I found a, a new group of friends. So because of him and because of that one interaction alone, uh, he was able to 
basically changed the way I looked at things and the, the way the, the friends that I had and my outlook. And so afterwards, uh, he's retired now, but after I became a cop, um, I went back to the middle school because he was still there and I, I spoke to him. And he didn't even realize how much of an impact that one conversation had on me. And when I went back to the school, that was his actual last day at work. So I made it there right on time. I spoke to him, and, mm. yeah, he was very happy because he didn't realize how, how much of an impact that, that, that one interaction had on, uh, on my life. One person, yes. one intervention, one conversation, and yes. you're now captain uh, yes. within the Miami-Dade Police Department. Yes. The impact of mentoring, the impact of just someone taking time out uh, to help someone else. Uh, Lieutenant Jacinth. What prompted you to get into law enforcement? Because I know you didn't get in trouble. I <laughs> Actually, I, I didn't get in trouble. I did not. Um, I, I was always uh, uh, focused. I remember growing up, I was always a focused uh, child. Um, but what made me want to become a police officer, I remember I was in the, I believe it was the first grade. Mm. We had, uh, I went to Morningside Elementary uh, we had career day, um, and as you know, career day, there's different professions that would come to the school, firefighter, police. Um, I remember, I don't know if you remember, Ann Bishop and Dwight Lauderdale. Yes. They came to our school. Uh, they, they, they spoke to us, and they talked about, you know, careers and what you want to do when you, become a, uh, when you grow up. And I specifically remember then there was a female, a black female officer there. I didn't know who she was. I didn't know her by name, but I saw her. And when I saw her, the way that she carried herself, the way that she stood in her uniform, I was like, I want to become a police officer. Mm. And it stayed with me ever since. Incredible. So as I got older, um, when I went to high school, I was a part of the JROTC at Miami Jackson High School. Generals. Yes. Jackson Generals, yes. And then um, also growing up, I was a police explorer with the City of Miami Police Department. And um, Officer Avis Brown was my, she was the Explorer Advisor, but at the same time, she was my mentor. Mm. So that's how I got the law enforcement um, to be instilled in me. What I love about what you all have said, and Lieutenant Calvo, I'm coming to you, uh, and as we think about Mr. Smith, you all are very specific because the mentors in your life you have, them you, you remember them forever. Mr. Smith, and you just happen to show up the his last day at the school. I mean, I get goosebumps thinking about that, Captain. Uh, Lieutenant, you saw someone who looked like you. Right. And the way she carried herself. And so you see this black woman in authority standing and speaking, and you were in the first grade, a little girl, and said, I want to be just like her. Yes. 24 years later. Have you, and did, did you ever get a chance to go back to uh, Riverside and just... And because then you need you walk in and then there's another little girl sitting there saying, I want to be just like you. I never had a chance to go back to the school uh, to do career day. But if given the opportunity, I would love to. Well, through Biggs and Blue, we're going to make sure you have that opportunity mm -hmm. to because uh, there's some little girls who need to see you uh, in 24 years of professionalism and service to the community because we got to keep this. We want to keep the legacy going. That is absolutely incredible. Uh, born and raised in Miami-Dade, Patrick H. Calvo, <laughs> Lieutenant, uh, yes, what prompted you to get into law enforcement, sir? You know, I don't think you can ever, uh, I, 
can't ever decide on the, the, the moment that it happened. Um, the only thing I do know is that going back and looking through my childhood, all the family photographs and, and videotaping that my mother and my father did, there was always me in some sort of police uniform, uh, you know, doing traffic tickets, you know, just hmm. just kind of uh, uh, mirroring what law enforcement officers do. And then progressively, I, you know, in elementary school, I joined the patrols, you know, where I was able to do some sort of enforcement like that. And then uh, I, too, also joined the, uh, the Police Explorers program in uh, high school out of uh, Kendall District. Okay. And, um, you know, against – I think my parents always thought that I was going to grow out of it and just move on to something else, but it just – just stuck with me and you know even through completing FIU I, I I decided I need to go back and I need to this is this is my calling and uh, I think it's been my calling my whole life so no law enforcement in your family no I'm the first any law enforcement in your family I was the first any law enforcement in your family no um, the only thing that I would add Mr. Smith changed my life uh, as far as me getting on the right path academically but one person who was it's weird because he never spoke to any of us about going into law enforcement. Was my high school strength coach, mm. Coach uh, Wayne Rowland. You played football. Yes, I can kind of tell. Yes, so he. Uh, <laughs> it, it's quite a few of us at the high school who. A lot of us went into the law enforcement field. Okay. And I would like to say it's possibly because of him. Like I said, he never spoke to us about mm. going into law enforcement, but his thing was always discipline and consistency equals success. I love that. So that was his saying, and he was uh, 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 very hard on us, and we listened to him. So, and I, I look at him like a, a father figure. So, as far as the law enforcement path, if I had to to put it on any one person, I would say it would be uh, Coach Roland. <coughs> Mentorship, uh, and every day, uh, you all keep us safe, uh, Lieutenant Jacinth. Uh, as we think about mentorship why is it important from your venue again out of you've been with the in law enforcement 24 years why is mentorship so important well I'm going to give you a little bit of background um, outside of uh, uniform patrol uh, when I first came on in 1997 I patrolled Carroll City District mm -hmm. and then it was um, uh, now it's uh, Miami Gardens uh, uh, police or excuse me the state of Miami Gardens but then it was uh, Carroll City District um, I did uniform patrol for about five years, and from after uniform patrol, most of my career, I've done uh, investigations. Um, I've d I, did, I worked at Internal Affairs as a sergeant for 11 years. I worked at Economic Crimes Bureau uh, for uh, seven years as a, as a detective and two years as a sergeant. So for the most part, my, my law enforcement career has been investigation. This is the first time ever that I'm doing something that's non-investigative related. And um, when I got promoted to lieutenant, I was offered this position. I was asked if I, could, if I would be interested in running this position. Uh, it's an it's, uh, initiative that started in Miami-Dade County. It's called Group Violence Intervention. Um, we started in 2019, um, and unfortunately, because of the pandemic in 2020, we didn't kick off the way that we wanted to kick off, um, and the whole purpose of the group violence intervention, the goal is to stop the shootings. Um, as an investigator, and then, and then so that you can understand where I'm coming from, we all have different roles in the police department and we work different areas. So as an as a, uh, uh, internal affairs sergeant, I don't hear about the gun violence in the community because that's not what my 
work entails of it, my work entails of listening to people who want to make a complaint against a police officer. Uh, same thing at economic crimes. When you work economic crimes, you don't hear gun violence. You don't hear about what happened in South District or North Side District. You don't, you don't hear that. Or f at least for me, I didn't hear it. Because why? Because I was more focused on investigating um, credit card frauds and mortgage fraud and, and identity theft and et cetera. So when I came to um, my new position as a lieutenant, I got involved with group violence intervention, and then all of a sudden, I, I, my phone is going off constantly with the shootings that's happening in Northside and South District. And I remember when the first, first time the notifications was going off on my phone, because every time there's a shooting, there's a, t a team of people that are notified to let you know, hey, this is the who, what, when, where, how, and why. Mm -hmm. And um, going back to when I was growing up, I grew up, we bounced around between uh, Little Haiti, uh, Liberty City, and Alapata. That was the area that I grew up in. And I remember growing up as a child, we would be in the house 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, 10 o'clock at night, and all you hear is bang, 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 the, 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 the sound of gunshots going off. So it's either you would be that kid that would be inside the house, and you stayed inside the house, and you wouldn't go out because you had that level of fear because you don't want to get shot, mm. or you would be that kid that would be outside of the house getting involved with the wrong group, and it's just a matter of time before you're going to end up in the in a situation. So um, fast forward to now as an adult, I'm a lieutenant, I'm getting these notifications on my phone, and it was like deja vu. It was like bring me back to when I was a child listening to, now that I'm seeing it and writing, back then I heard it while I was inside the house. And you lived it. And I lived it. So um, I'm getting my feet wet with GBI and, and you know, the meetings and, and uh, making contact with the community to try to spread the word out there to stop the violence. Um, that's when I believe it was April of 2020, uh, uh, myself, Captain Jean Valsi, uh, AD Stephanie Daniels, uh, Assistant Director Stephanie Daniels, and we had another major, uh, Thomas Buchanan. Uh, it was a team of us that we got together every Tuesday. We met every Tuesday. This is starting in April of 2020. So we would meet in, um, whether it was Zoom or in person, we would have a meeting every Tuesday and we would discuss the U, the Youth Outreach Unit. And what the goal of the U is to, to incorporate it with GVI. Because what I was noticing when I was making contacts with the families that was affected by gun violence through GVI, you have a lot of kids in the home. And those children are children who are seeing the gun violence from a family member that was shot and they're just they're just they look hopeless and they look lost uh don't know what to do uh don't know how to handle it um and it was just it just broke my heart so as time went by uh through our discussions through our meetings we talked about incorporating the identifying these 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 young adults between the ages of 12 and 17 and say, hey, we need to do something for this group because if we don't do something for this group, 10 years from now, they're gonna become the shooters. That's right. Or they're gonna be shot and killed. So with that being said, um, the U is here. Mm. We officially uh, uh, started in April of 2020. And we have, right now we have 16 officers, um, excuse me, right now we have 14 officers. And by July, we should have a total of 20 officers. And these officers are specifically uh, geared towards working with you, you, yous or you students, children who are, 
who have family members who've been affected, affected by gun violence. And also some of these youth students are gunshot victims themselves. So this is where mentorship comes in at. So I've always believed when I was growing up, if you stay busy, you will not get in trouble because you won't have the time to get in trouble. Um, I worked many, many jobs uh, 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 growing up. I worked at Popeyes. I worked at Flagler Greyhound Track. I worked at Biscayne Greyhound Track. I, I always had a job, and that kept me busy. That kept me focused. And a lot of these kids, they're not busy. They're not focused. So what is left? They're going to hang out on the streets. They're going to get involved with the wrong group, and they're going to be um, the, high, the high likelihood of them either being involved in some type of gang or criminal activity is, is way up there. You know, I'm not, I, I don't have the stats, I don't have the statistics, but we know it, we all know it. And, and through mentorship, whether it's with police or whether it was with any other um, private organization, these kids need some type of guidance in order for them to stay on a straight line. I love the context and Lieutenant Calvo, as you think about breaking the cycle of delinquency, and what you all are doing. I saw the just last week a picture with two members of my team with some members, I guess, of the youth outreach uh, team, if you will, because there was a van. Uh, and what are some things, what are some activities or uh, things you all are doing specifically uh, with the families and the, the kids in the community? So the great thing about what we're doing Monday through Friday uh, after school, um, Miami-Dade police officers are responding to the residents of the of the the students that we're interacting with and we're, we're picking them up and we're taking them out and you know we've partnered up with uh, amazing collaborations throughout the county big brothers big sister of miami is 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 first and foremost miami-dade public library systems is is another one parks and recreation it's there's so many amazing organizations that we're blessed to have within our community and we're all interacting with the same individuals just in different silos and what the miami-dade police department is trying to do is we're trying to link up with those different silos and introduce the students and the and the, and the children that we're interacting with to other things that are outside of the four walls that they live in and by doing so, we're, we're hopefully keeping them busy, like what uh, Lieutenant Jacent mentioned. So first, and f when we pick them up, we'll bring them over to the library system. Um, for the first time, they were able to get library cards. They were able to check out uh, 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 tablets to be able to use at the library. Um, we're introducing them now to teenage activities. We're teaching them how to build resumes. We're going to practice uh, interview skills because similar to the Big Brothers Big Sisters, we agree that uh, uh, employment is, is something that's very, very important. And uh, we're hoping that we're going to be able to to give them a, a, an edge up, if you will, so that way during this summer they can get that, that summer internship. In addition, we've worked out uh, agreements with the Port of Miami where we're going to be able to bring these children out to the Port of Miami, hopefully introduce them to the beach, let their, let their toes touch the sand for the first time in their life. The, uh, the, the greatest thing that I think uh, our section is doing is we're allowing our officers to, to be passionate about their work. You know, when you gave us the tour this afternoon, you can, you're, you're, just, you're glowing with passion and, and, and you know that there's a sense of pride with, with, with what goes on in this amazing organization. And the officers that were selected at the U, they share that same passion. And allowing them to try different things as police officers, but allowing them to try different things you know, we're we're basically following one of the one of the pillars of, of of the 21st century policing from the task force back in May of 2015, which is community oriented policing. So we're kind of going back to that, and we're not expecting the people to come to us. We're going to them, 
and we're knocking on their doors and we're interacting with the mothers, we're interacting with the fathers, we're interacting with any of the familiar support that lives in that house. So that way we can not only better this child, but also the family. What I love about what you all are saying, it's it's about relationships. Uh, it's it's just back to just basics, food, exposure, uh, the humanity. You all pull on a uniform, but you're human beings. Uh, you've lived it. You've been in a neighborhood where there's been you know gun violence. So you know that that little girl, that little boy needs to be exposed to something different because the quote unquote the only game in town is just some of the things that are just happening in the neighborhood and. Our kids have so much potential, uh, and so this is so, and we're just pleased. We're humbled to be, uh, I told you all, you're stuck with us now. Uh, <laughs> Big Brothers Big Sisters is excited about teaming up with you uh, as, law, as a law enforcement entity and as a community-based organization because we're going to match as many kids as we can uh, through Bigs and Blue and help them, not just through the mentoring space, but in this building that we're in uh, to expose them to technology, careers, uh, and even get a little workout in and break a sweat and doing things the right way. Uh, Captain, uh, as I think about 2021, as I think about the the social justice, uh, you're a black man in leadership in law enforcement. And so much is said in terms of just the the animosity, the hostility, the tensions, uh, for lack of a better word, between uh, communities of color and law enforcement. As, a, again, a leader, a captain, who, you know, as you shared, in middle school, you hung out with the wrong crowd. Uh, how do you address, what do you say to individuals who are like, no, you, you just can't trust cops and we don't, we don't need police officers? What do you say to that as a leader in law enforcement, sir? Uh, what I'll say is that we have to partner with the community because I think it's policing will be a lot easier for us if we're doing it together with the community. So, you know, they have to come on board with us so that we can have a, a conversation, so that we can communicate, so that people can understand. Because we on the law enforcement side, we have to understand where they're coming from and how they feel, and at the same time, uh, the community has to know what law enforcement, where law enforcement is coming from, and you know the the duties uh, of a police officer and how police officers may see things differently from a, a civilian standpoint. So I think it's important to involve the community uh, as much as possible, and the way that we police, because it'll be. Uh, the community will be more accepting of law enforcement if they're at the table, if they understand what's going on and why law enforcement do certain things. So if the community is at the table with us, I think uh, they'll be more understanding and they'll be more accepting. So I think it's important for law enforcement and members of the community to get together so that we can uh, all get on the same page and uh, uh, reduce uh, some of that tension that, that uh, exists between the community and law enforcement. Just like anything else, folks, uh, when you think about communication, conversation, relationships, getting to know someone, uh, I've sat at the table uh, with all of you, uh, and a special shout-out uh, to Director Ramirez for his support and the leadership of the Miami, and uh, Assistant Director Daniels as well, and all the leadership of the top brass at Miami-Dade Police Department for having us. We have a seat at the table. Uh, as a community leader, I feel empowered 
and you all know I'm a little shy, but when I sat down with all of you, you know, at headquarters, and we started just putting a strategy together, uh, and here we go. So with that in mind, uh, uh, Lieutenant Cowboy, I'll go back to you. What does a partnership, both lieutenants, please, uh, we'll just have a free-flowing conversation. What does this, what do you all expect to get out of this partnership uh, with Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Miami? You all mentioned, you mentioned, uh, Lieutenant Calvo, some the various partnerships, the Parks and Rec and the library system, which are excellent. Uh, exposure to the our natural resources here in South Florida, exposure to the library system so kids can just imagine through literacy. Uh, so what our role as an organization, what can we do, because we stand ready to help you? I think one of the main roles is to help these uh, kids and juveniles, these young juveniles, open their minds. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think that's the main role, is to have their, have their minds um, open, and, and, we, and we're going to assist them with that so they can have a vision, because a lot of these kids don't have a vision. Mm. They're, 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 they're at home. They know that six-block radius from the front door to the, to the left and to the right, and that's all they know. So if they can see beyond that block, if they can see beyond their city that they live in, if they can see beyond the area that they live in, they, they will know that they have choices. They have, there's options out there, and, and hanging out on the street and listening to that person that's going to guide you in the wrong, in the wrong direction, you have choices. And, and we want to help them with those choices so that way they could become better, productive uh, people, citizens here in Miami-Dade County. Igniting the power and promise of our youth. I love it. Lieutenant Calvo, from your vantage point. This is a privilege that police officers have to be able to work with community members. There's nothing much more that an officer would like to do when they go to work, okay, and is to help. And this is an amazing type of help where usually we'll go to a call for service, you know, we'll spend the 15, 20, 30 minutes, handle our call, write the report, and then we move on to the next call. This is different. This is unique and this is special because this is every single day, Monday through Friday, the same officers are going to pick up the same children. They're taking them into an amazing environment, you know, that, that, that I mentioned before. And then hopefully, and we plan on coming. So we know, we know you're at the table. We're, we're, we're at the table too, bringing them over here to this amazing facility and introducing them to special moments and to be able to have a Miami-Dade police officer next to that child when that child is experiencing those moments. Those are those relationships, and I hope that those are going to be the same names that Captain Volsey mentioned, you know, when uh, uh, from his teacher or, or, or from his weight trainer. I, I hope that our officers' names are going to be those names that these children mentioned 20, 50, 20, 30 years from now. Man, you guys give me goosebumps. Uh, Captain Volsey, I, I tell you, the, uh, the potential is great. Yes. Uh, this is about to, Bigs and Blue just got bigger. Yes because of our outreach and from your vantage point, from a leadership standpoint, uh, what are your expectations? You know, hopefully, you know, we can impact as many kids as possible, uh, change their trajectory in a more positive, uh, in a more positive way. I love sports, so I kind of, I try to equate a, a lot to sports. So let's say an athlete, they have a coach who's, on them every day, teaching them. So I think the same goes for our everyday lives. At times, someone, it can be a child uh, in, in that case, they need a coach. 
a life coach, you know, who will speak to them and uh, will guide them in on the right path. So, you know, our role, you know, we're at the table with you, uh, with your help. Hopefully we'll be able to influence as many kids as possible and we'll be their coaches and uh, they'll become better individuals and better citizens. Well, Captain, Lieutenants, I can't say enough. This will not be your last time on the show because the next time you all are on the show, we're going to have some kids here as well that are participants in this GVI and the U program, and they can talk about what they're learning, ING, what they're participating in, uh, and their hope for the future. I thank you all for just what you're doing. And again, on behalf of Big Brothers, Big Sisters Miami, uh, we stand with you and we're going to break this cycle and hopefully help you all be less busy on the investigation and the criminal side and extra busy on the relationship building, helping the community meet the basic needs and really training future law enforcement uh, professionals as well. You mentioned coaching, uh, Captain. Well, the name of the show is The Game of Life because in The Game of Life, everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. Let's go. This is The Game of Life.